0: to Houston sports talk with your host Robert Land on the line with me and RG is longtime friend of the show MLB.com's Allison footer and you know we're talk Astros but before we get there there's something way bigger way more huge than that Allison you met Jonathan Kane, journey's original keyboardist that is cool <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I was actually in the Visitor's Clubhouse, I think the Twins were in town, and I was doing an interview with one of the Twins players, and I came out of the locker room area, and I saw him there, and of course, I don't know who he is, but you can tell, you can always tell when it's like somebody of substance, because uh, they just carry themselves a little different, and and you know, they have a lot of people around them, and so I knew it was somebody, and I went out on the field, and then they, they ended up coming out, and I asked, the, uh, the Astros representative that was kind of leading him around who that was. So, uh, yeah, so Journey was in town for two days playing a couple concerts at um, Toyota Center with, um, I think it was Def Leppard. And um, and so after this, it was done, he wanted to take in a ball game and, and tour around. He knew some people already with the Astros and a uh, super nice guy.
0: Did you do some fanboying or how did you handle that?
1: No, I mean, honestly, when, when, when my friend Jeff from, uh, from the Astros told me who it was, I mean, the the funny thing about this is um, four years ago when the the San Francisco Giants were in the World Series, and Steve Perry, of course, is like this huge Giants fan, and he's from San Francisco, still lives there. Of course, he's not with Journey anymore, but he was in the stands. And, you know, in the eighth inning, if the Giants are down, they play uh, Don't Stop Believin', and if they're up, they play lights. Um, so they're two journey songs. And so when he leads the crowd in this like massive karaoke uh, concert, <laughs> he's so they show, they pan the cameras on him and he's singing and everyone's singing along with him. So I was, I was writing about that and I tried to interview Steve Perry and I couldn't get that approved through the giant. So I wrote the story without, interviewing him. So, when I saw that somebody from Journey was here, I n- immediately knew what my questions were going to be because I wanted to talk about the connection between baseball and Don't Stop Believin', cuz really Don't Stop Believin', which came out in 1980, has made this huge resurgence in many, many ballparks. Um, especially in San Francisco, but really you hear it in a lot of different places as I travel around. So I knew that was going to be my question. Um, So, you know, normally I do research on people when I know I'm going to be interviewing them. And I I get on Google and I I start just getting as much information. And, of course, I couldn't do this with Jonathan Cain. So um, I didn't know that he actually wrote the song. Um, until later. So I wasn't able to ask him about that because I didn't know it when I was talking to him, but he actually wrote, don't stop, believe it. It was uh, after a, you know, a conversation he had with his father about, you know, he was very discouraged as a young musician trying to break into the business. And, and, uh, and the song was kind of about, you know, just persevering and continuing on trying to chase your dreams and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. The actual quote, I got it right here. He said, uh, my dog got hit by a car. I had to put her back together. It was a $900 vet bill. I'm barely making rent. I call my dad up and say, I need a loan. Am I just dreaming? Should I just come back to Chicago? He said, I'll give you the loan. You got to stay put. He said, son, (laughs) don't stop believing.
1: (laughs) There you go. See, I could have asked him all kinds of good stuff if I had known this ahead of time. But what a nice. Guy, I mean, so incredibly nice, and I have to say, he tweeted my story, which like made my day completely. So that was kind of like the cherry on top, icing on the cake kind of thing.
0: And <laughs> and hey, the other big thing is Steve Perry. He's got a new album out in October. A couple of songs have already come out. I've listened to him, Allison. It's good. It's always he's always great. Steve Perry is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, the the voice. To me, is his voice is one of the greatest voices in music history. Honestly, one of the strongest uh, voices I think I've ever heard. It's just a beautiful. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: All right, RG. I know you got some Astros questions. What do you got? You want to get us off a of journey, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: well, no, I was just listening to all that, taking it in. And I mean, it seems like, Allison, you got the, the quest here now to get all the members of Journey, right, and interview them. So uh, you got the first <laughs> one down here.
0: Hey,
1: if I ever got to interview Steve Perry, uh, that would be awesome. If I could, if the Giants ever get back into the world series and I was actually able to interview him, I would be thrilled. And it sounds like he's a little, uh, like he kind of, he had some, he fell into some hard times, um, in his personal life and sadness. And I think he kind of was laying low, but I would think that maybe he'll, you know, reemerge into the, into the media spotlight eventually someday. and Maybe I'll be there.
2: To catch it, don't stop believing, yeah just, exactly. I uh, <laughs> uh, just wanted to ask you at least to first start off before we get into Astro's questions for this year. just it's almost been a year now since the Astros won in their first world championship. Do you have like some memory that you take back now, looking back in retrospect from that whole really uh, miraculous run to a championship?
1: I mean, not really it's I just remember them playing you know one one fewer game than the maximum you can play in a postseason, <laughs> which is. Uh, pretty remarkable that they still had the energy level and the, uh, productiveness, you know, toward the end of the World Series. Um, of course, they are just running on teams by then. Um, but the fact that, you know, they just had to beat like probably three of the most historic franchises in baseball in order to get to that World Series championship was pretty remarkable. So the Red Sox weren't really that good last year. Um, you know, it, 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 certainly in terms of playoff teams. Um, and so it didn't surprise me that they got through the division series. Um I was a little surprised it took seven games to beat the Yankees, even though anything can happen, you know, it's really just who's kind of having a strong week. Um but the Astros were such a superior team to the Yankees. I was a little surprised it took seven games. And then um and then that Dodger series, I mean, you know, from a reporter standpoint, I can't sit here and tell you like Oh, game five was like something, you know, that will will be in my memory as one of the best nights ever, because it was actually from a reporter standpoint, one of the worst nights ever, because we left the ballpark at 3 a.m. And we had to fly to L.A. at 8 a.m. So it wasn't, um you know, that it's just a, it's just a totally different perspective. But um but, you know, I mean, they're they haven't lost a step. They they strengthen the team. Um, enough where there wasn't going to be a World Series hangover this year. And so uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, I'll get to a real serious one from this year. And and Carlos Correa said about his back just a few days ago, it's definitely been a grind. Uh, Sometimes waking up with my back tight again, sometimes feeling fine. It's just been hard to get in a rhythm. Allison, his OPS is 471 in the last 28 days. Even if his his defense, I think, uh, doesn't look quite the same is there any thought in the Astros sitting him for a few days? What do you think you do with him? Or you just hope that at some point he pulls out of it? The back's obviously not going to get better, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody about what they're thinking. But just based on what you know, teams might do this time of year, I mean, clearly you don't have to put him on the DL uh, because it's September. Uh, if this had been earlier in the season, he'd probably be back on the DL, it sounds like. Uh, it's, it's causing him some problems. Uh, just to be like overly precautious, so they, you know, if if he's feeling okay, you can't just sit him because for a long period of time, because you can't have him rusty going into the place, the postseason. Um, you can't have his timing off and his rhythm off and everything off be- right before he starts facing only the best pitchers in baseball. Is
0: his rhythm on though now?
1: (laughs) Well, well, probably not. I mean, if, if the injury, if the pain is really deterring him from being a productive player, then you need to address it. If it's something that they feel like he's just going to have to play through. I mean, AJ said the other day, like Springer's thumb is not great and he's just going to have to play through it. Um, again, if this is two months ago, Springer probably goes on a DL for 10 days, which he did. Uh, so it's just a it's right, right now is the time that they have to continue their bodies on the routine that they've been on, that they have to the muscle memory and the rhythm and everything that carries you at this time of year and makes you a good player in October, I'm not sure that you can really take away from that. Now, you know, I mean, I have not talked to anybody in the Astros organization and with the homestand starting, we could get a totally different uh, perspective. And, you know, Carlos could be out of the lineup for three days. I mean, I I really don't know what's going to happen, but uh, with the Diamondbacks coming in, they're not a bad team. They're obviously contending. And you've got the Mariners coming in who are having a very disappointing couple of months, but, Usually hand it to the Astros pretty well, uh, and then the Angels, who are you know not really a threat. So maybe we'll see them get some rest during this upcoming homestand, but I wouldn't say that uh, I expect any kind of extended timeout at this point.
2: And part of the reason for all this is because the A's are playing so well. I mean, a year ago, the Astros had such a big division lead that you could pro- you could rest some players right now or you could, uh, you know, skip somebody's turn in the rotation. You can't do that right now because Oakland, I mean, the division is still in jeopardy.
1: Right. Yeah. The A's are three behind. They have kind of a similar schedule to the Astros. Um in that they really have one big challenging team and that's the Rays. Um, the Astros one big challenging team was the Red Sox who they beat two out of three. So now they're going down the stretch run. And I mean, it's going to be really hard for the A's to catch the Astros. I mean Three games doesn't seem like a lot, but when you only have 18 left to play, um, the A's have to put together an incredible run and the Astros have to tread water for like go around 500. Um, and that's really all it's going to take in order to, to sort of stave them off. So, um, now, you can't take anything for granted, but yeah, like you said, I mean, if, if they're 21 games up like they were last year, <laughs> when they went the division, uh, then you're probably seeing a, a lot of different approach. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the answer is, honestly. Um, cause do you, if you have Carlos Correa at 75%, is 75% of Carlos Correa better than 100% of the guy, like, on the lesser tier that would be playing in his place? And that's that's the question for people who get paid to make these decisions, not me.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is uh, with Correa, you know, you know, he's not doing all that great. But last year, the Astros' first-round playoff bullpen, you look at the names Giles, Will Harris, Davinsky, Liriano. Gregerson, Musgrove, Peacock. This year, the bullpen likely to be Rondon, Presley, Osuna, McHugh, the revitalized Tony Sipp. Uh, Peacock uh, being the one holdover, I guess, uh, with McHugh in later rounds was helping out with the bullpen, but it's a different McHugh this year. And then either, you know, th- it's uh, going to come down to, it seems like McCullers, Joe Smith, Or even Josh James is putting himself in the conversation recently. seems like Devo and Will Harris uh, not in the conversation who were a part of it last year. So, uh, I mean, when you look at it, Allison, this bullpen, it's a totally different animal than they they went into last season's postseason with.
1: Yeah, and there are also um, like a bunch of guys that weren't in the postseason last year and so don't have that extra mileage um, that some of the guys that, came back this year we're also dealing with so yeah I think McCullers I, I mean unless there's some kind of setback I think you have to put him in the bullpen because uh, he can also give you multiple innings and um, yeah I mean their bullpen is much much better than it was last year you're not gonna I don't it, it kind of sets AJ up for not having to manipulate things the way he did at the tour to the end of the world series uh, where he really had to put the starting pitchers in as relievers in order to win the thing. Um, So I I think they're in a really good spot and it takes the pressure off of some of the starters who of course are phenomenal, but also have a lot of innings being built up on those arms. And, and the other thing that you can do for the remaining two, two, two and a half weeks, whatever is left in the season um, is, is you can get Verlander out of there after five or six, you know, and, and you have to start scaling back on these guys' workloads. Uh, heading into October because I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk to the World Series. (laughs) If they get that far, I think they're going to still be playing on October 31st.
0: Just a a few weeks ago, the Astros got a new closer. Um, You have been tweeting every time he comes uh, to the mound. Just wanted to get your thoughts on, tell people what what you've been doing and what the reaction has been. Well,
1: I'm not going to like spend a whole lot of time talking about this because uh, the only thing I'm doing is tweeting out 10 digit phone numbers that help people, Um, and the, uh, the people who are offended by that, I, I have no regard for them anyway. I, I, um, you know, it's just go away and that's fine. You don't have to tell me you're going away, just be gone with you. Um, I personally think that something good can come out of this. And when you're the only person who is actually, um, you know, has a, a passionate, Uh, feeling about it. And so, you know, the Houston Area Women's Center is something that I um, covered extensively in the past decade. Uh, The Astros used to hold a gala that benefited the Houston Area Women's Center. So um, I've spoken to a lot of people that work for the the organization, and I've done a lot of research and interviews. So, you know, these people mean something to me anyway. Um, So I'm happy to tweet out a phone number. By the way, it might actually help somebody. (laughs) So, um you know the the national domestic violence hotline is something else that might uh actually be able to help somebody um you know when you're in Houston um you, you know, the, most of the people in Houston that cover the team, uh, you know, a lot of the TV radio people, I mean, they're just, they're Astros fans. So you can kind of do that, this kind of stuff, uh, in Houston and the story goes away quickly because most of the media would like for the story to go away anyway. So the only thing I've ever done is tweet 10-digit phone numbers. And, um, and I'm very proud to be who I am. And I'm very happy that I'm me and not a lot of these other people. So everybody can handle things the way they want. I will always care about people more than I care about sports teams or wins and losses or the, you know, comings and goings of a professional athlete. Um, People will always mean more to me. And that's all that I really have to say about that.
0: Well, uh, we're proud of you, Allison. And, uh, I mean, only Twitter would have a problem with people – tweeting out and try to help people up with the v- domestic violence um I, I want to get uh to go a little bit lighter I need to get your best Tony Kemp story I mean I know Hugs for Homers has sort of been trampled a little bit by the Bregman stare but I still get the feeling he's become the unofficial team mascot Allison right
1: well Tony Kemp is just uh, you know he's So incredibly nice and and such a decent person. And I really don't even know him that well, but I remember meeting him at an Astros charity function, maybe two seasons ago. And I just, you know, I went up and introduced myself. I think he had just gotten called up and we chatted for a while. Um, And then, you know, and then we kind of went our separate ways. And then the next time I saw him, you know, he hugs you. Like he will hug you if he knows you. And you've made that connection. Now you're getting hugged. And so it just like made me laugh when I saw <laughs> that he actually like turned those hugs into, you know, something really good. And he's, he's just a, a decent human being. He's something that you could be really proud of, uh, that you could root for, that you're glad he's an Astro. Um, you know, I tell him that often. And uh, and and most of these guys on this Astros team are extremely likable and genuine people. and um, And so that's good. It's good for the city.
2: Hey, Allison, I was wondering, uh, getting back to Astros' question here, long term for the future, they signed Jose Altuve in the offseason. Who would be your number one priority, number two priority, number three priority long term contracts with the Astros if you were the GM?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, well, long-term contracts at this point, I would say Alex Bregman, who's not even close to signing a long-term contract. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, it's in my opinion with anybody who's had any kind of inj- lingering injury issues, you're going to have to show me for a long time, that that's not going to be a, a career long problem. Um, I don't, I, you know, I think they got Garrett Cole in t- to replace the uh, to replace Dallas Keuchel, who I think will leave via free agency, um, and so you know, I could I could make an argument for signing Garrett Cole for long term, but um, but in in terms of like the Altuve kind of contract, I think that's like I can't really think of anybody that I would commit that kind of uh, contract to besides him, because you know as we see the the shelf life for the guys, and they're in their primes is shorter than usually the life of a long-term
0: contract. You just said Bregman's name. Who's your MVP? Are you still, you still holding out for a couple of weeks to make the final decision?
1: MVP of the American
0: league. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, um, I would say Mookie Betts or JD Martinez. I mean, look, I I don't think that you should punish guys for, for doing good things over the course of an entire six month season. (laughs) I think that Bregman should end up at the top five without a doubt. And maybe even third, um, I think it would be Betts, Martinez, and Bregman at this point, um, and maybe Trout behind him. But, yeah, I know, like you said, we still have some time to go here. And um, and if if it's only – I mean, Bregman being the only guy that stayed healthy this whole year, knock on wood, I, mean, I think that – and he carried that team while everybody else was out. Uh, people remember August being kind of rough, but really over the course of the, the time that the other guys were out, they still were up above 500. Um, And that's largely because of Alex Bregman. So, yeah, I think he's got to be up there. But Vicky Best has had a ridiculous season. (laughs) Right. Like, he's just the complete player. So I got to give some props to him, too.
2: Hey, Allison, I want to switch to the other league just for a second. The NL, it's crazy over there. It's a crapshoot. Who do you think is going to be the winner of each division? And then maybe who ultimately comes out of there?
1: So I think, um, let's see, the Braves will win the East. Um, the Cubs will win the central, even, you know what, I think the brewers might end up winning the central. The Cubs are in this terrible 30 day stretch of playing every day because they've had to play, uh, makeup games and they're playing one today, as a matter of fact, and they have to fly to Washington and back. And it's been brutal. And I was watching their game last night and, um, and they just, they just are running out of steam. And, uh, and I do feel for them because that's just a, that's a tough situation to be in. So I think the Brewers might actually sneak in there. Um, and in the West, all I'm, all I'm fairly certain about is that the Diamondbacks are not going to win the division because their bullpen is gassed. They're done and they're blowing, they're, they're blowing a lot of games, which is like the last thing you want them to be doing right now. So I think the Rockies, I, I would say the Rockies probably have, they've got the momentum on their side and they've got some fantastic players so if I had to put money on it I would which I wouldn't do um I would put the Rockies winning the West and then in terms of like winning the pennant I would have to probably mm, that's that's a tough one I think the Cubs <laughs> you know I just picked them not to win a division but um yeah the pennant I think could go to anybody maybe the Rockies who knows
2: it's really just crazy over there right now
1: <laughs> yeah it's nuts I mean It'll be wild uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of, I mean, I like the fact that the um, the divisions have been, you know, a lot of them haven't been runaways. And I like the fact that the Astros and the A's have been, you know, fighting it out. And I like that there's been three teams in the NL West and three teams in the NL Central. I mean, I think it's great for baseball when um, when there's actually like a lot of teams in at this time of year. I and think you it's pretty cool. Busy
2: juggernauts in the al and you know pretty much it's been locked up now for the last several weeks. okay the five teams going to the playoffs and yet in the right. national league it's just crazy and a mess
1: yeah which is it's a beautiful mess that's that's what we like in this game it's a mess
0: <laughs> well i'm gonna close out we start off with journey i'm ending with the godfather because i know you met francis ford Coppola <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and 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 I tell you what Allison, I'm going to make you an offer that you can't refuse. Astros win the World Series but they sweep every round to get you in and out real quick this year.
1: That would that would be very good. Let's do that. Yes. Let's have uh <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, I don't want to. In in the that. World Series. <laughs> no, but uh you know, a sweep in some of the other rounds is every once in a while is not the worst thing in the world. But the World Series, you want that to at least go six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's always fun to have you on Allison thanks so much for taking the time remind everybody how they can get your stuff and what if there's anything that you're working on as well
1: um you know I'm just kind of working on some preview previews for the postseason. that I'll be covering the um I'll be actually covering the Diamondbacks this weekend uh, so I'll be at the ballpark doing that. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter if you really want to. It's not a pretty place these days, but feel free at Allison footer. I, I will await you uh, following along.
0: We love our Allison footer. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, okay. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston sports talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the tune in app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com. Locked On!